Now we are at the second part of the chapter, the second half of the chapter. What happened in the first half? There was a feast of the Jews, John chapter 5 and verse 1. Jesus went up to Jerusalem. And then we hear of the man who was uh, infirm, uh, the man who was uh, paralyzed, the man who had an infirmity uh, for 38 years. Uh, uh, John chapter 5 and verse uh, 5. The author is troubled, but I have no man to put me into the pool. Another steps before me. And the Lord Jesus said in John chapter 5 and verse 8, Rise, take up thy bed, and walk. And immediately the man was made well, took up his bed, and walked. The same day was the Sabbath which, of course, made the religious leaders of the time very upset. Zalu, al-Qiyadiyin, ru'asa wa shuyukh al-Shaab. 38 years this man had been weak, had been an invalid, da'if wa bidun uwi. Instead of rejoicing that he was healed, they were unhappy that things were not done according to their own rules and regulations. Because the Lord Jesus did indeed honor the Sabbath in the way that the Old Testament spoke of the Sabbath. What he violated was not a commandment given by God. What he violated was interpretations and commandments of men who said all sorts of things about what can or cannot be done on a Sabbath day. Sister Rene, I think you tell the story, don't you, about having a neighbor a long time ago who would tell you, come to my house on Saturday morning so that you'll turn on my light. <laughs> this is not what the Old Testament commanded. These are the teachings of uh, men. The Jews were unhappy, verse 10. They said to the man who was cured, it's the Sabbath, you cannot carry your bed. He answered and he said, the one who made me well, the same person told me, take up my bed and walk. So I'm going to listen to him. I'm not going to listen to you. <laughs> I added that part myself. Uh, then asked they him, what is that? Uh, what man is that? who said unto you, Take up thy bed and walk. And he that was healed knew not who he was, for Jesus had moved away, a multitude being in that place. Afterward, Jesus finds him in the temple and said unto him, Behold, you are made well, sin no more, lest a worse thing come to you. And so the man who was healed, verse 15, departed and told the Jews that it was Jesus. And, of course, the Bible says, verse 16, that they persecuted Jesus, they sought to slay him, because he had done these things on the Sabbath day. Now, what did Jesus do? He made them angrier. Of course, he made them angrier with what? 
he made them angrier by stating clearly the truth. The truth which needed to be said, the truth which they and others needed to hear, the truth which they had rejected up to that point in time, and which unfortunately they continued to reject. Verse 17, my father works hitherto and I work. Therefore the Jews sought the more to kill him because not only had he broken the Sabbath, but said also that God was his father making himself equal with God. It was somewhat common for people to say our father when speaking about God. If I'm not mistaken, it was much less common for someone to say my father. Alright? شيء نوعا ما مألوف إنه حدا يقول أبانا بالإشارة إلى الرب لكن مألوف كتير أقل من هيك نادرا ما يكون إنه الإنسان يقول أبي because that indicates that apart from other people I have a special relationship with God. And this, of course, was certainly true of the Lord Jesus Christ. Perhaps another thing in verse 17 that is also important, my father works hitherto, my father works, the idea is from the Greek, if I'm not mistaken, the idea is that my father works in a continuous way, without interruption. And I work in the same way, with, continuously and without interruption. Now, it's one thing to say that I work. It's another thing to say that I work continuously and without interruption, which is the same way that God works. And so, they were angrier with him. Like I said, not because he sought to provoke them, but rather because he was stating an important truth, something he needed to say. They didn't like it. They were rejecting it. They had rejected and wanted to continue uh, rejecting. Uh, verse 19, what does he say? He says, I do the same things that the Father does. Verse 21, what does he say? He says, I have the power of life. Verse 22 uh, he says, I am the judge of all men. Verse 23, what does he say? He says, if you don't honor me, you do not honor the Father. Verse 24, what does he say? He says that if you want salvation, full, final salvation, then you have to hear my words. You have to believe what I say. This was uh, his uh, message. He presents some witnesses. Uh, verse 32 and uh, verse 33 and 34 and 35. There is mention of John the Baptist. Uh, John the Baptist. He sent unto John, verse 33, and he bore witness of the truth. Then, in verse 36, another witness. Notice, 
the reasonable approach of the Lord Jesus Christ. I am making big claims. And I am producing witnesses to these claims. Not just that I am saying things, but also there are others who bear witness of me. Uh, verse 36, the second witness mentioned, I have greater witness than that of John, the works which the Father has given me to finish. The same works which I do. I am doing these works. Alright, so it's not just that the Father has given me some works which I intend to do later on. Because if I say that my Father has given me works which I intend to do later on, how is this a witness to you right now? My Father has given me things to do and I am already doing them. I am already doing them. These things bear witness of me that the Father has, uh, has sent me. Then it says that the Father himself bears uh, witness. Uh, verse uh, 37 and verse 38. And then in verse 39, you might consider this a fourth witness, or you might consider it to be the witness of the Father, but manifested in a particular way. Search the scriptures. Search the scriptures. The witness of prophecies fulfilled in the person of Christ. So, John the Baptist, by the way, himself prophesied about the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Uh, 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 Isaiah chapter 40. Behold, I send my messenger. Uh, Malachi chapter uh, 3. John the Baptist and the works given to the Lord Jesus by his Father and the witness of the Father and the witness of the Scriptures. Now, what did the people do, or at least the leaders of uh, the people? They rejected the Lord Jesus. They rejected every one of these witnesses. They rejected every one of these uh, witnesses. They rejected the ministry of John, and it is not just now that they rejected it, but they rejected it before this. Uh, they rejected this. Uh, they rejected the ministry of John the Baptist before this. The Pharisees and the Sadducees came to his baptism, but they did not come to be baptized of him. The ones who heard and received his message, they were baptized by him. The Pharisees and the Sadducees came to see what was going on, to keep an eye on him, to be aware of developments. Uh, to uh, know what was happening. When they came, what did John say to them? He said to them, O great leaders of the people, he said to them, O generation of vipers. Yeah, uh, uh, It says in Luke chapter 7 that they were not baptized of him they rejected God's counsel against themselves. رفضوا أن 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 يتعمدوا من يوحنا إذ رفضوا مشورة الرب ضدهم. They refused the words of John, some of which were directed against them, as I just said. Uh, as I uh, just said, uh, 
And remember how the Lord Jesus uh, told them. Uh, Matthew chapter 21, mentioned I think in some other of the Gospels as well, uh, where he told them the baptism of John, was it from heaven or of man? And they said, if we will say of heaven, then he will say, then why did you not receive it? And if we will say of men, then the people will stone us, because the people consider that John was a prophet. And so, we will say, we cannot tell. And the Lord Jesus told them, well, since you won't answer my question, I'm not going to answer your questions. You are not coming to me seeking answers in a real and in an honest and in a genuine way. Uh, that's not what you're doing. They rejected the witness of John. They rejected also the works of the Lord Jesus Christ. He referred to his works, John chapter 5 and verse 36. They rejected these works. Uh, remember uh, how when they heard later about the healing of the man who was born blind, John chapter 9. What does the Bible tells us, tell us? They tell, uh, the Bible tell, uh, tells us that they did not believe that he was born blind. And they called his parents, and is this your son? And they tried in various ways to get the man himself to say, Praise God, this man was a sinner. In other words, yes, you were born blind, and yes, you were healed, but you were healed by God. Not by Jesus, because Jesus is a sinner. At which point, of course, he told them whether this man is a sinner or not. I don't know that. I know that I was blind. And now I am healed. And, of course, he went on to answer them uh, in uh, other ways. This man casts out evil spirits. He casts out demons. He casts out devils through who? Through Beelzebub, the prince of devils. And so, they rejected the workings of uh, the Lord Jesus. They rejected the things that he uh, had done. They rejected the witness of uh, the Father, uh, the uh, witness of the Scriptures. They did not hear the word. They did not know the word. They did not receive the word. Now, these were people, at least among them were some people, one group, the scribes, who copied the word and who knew how many letters there were on this line and that line. But you can copy something out and not really know what it, uh, what it means. And not really know uh, uh, what, it, uh, what, uh, what it means. At home, I have a couple of chess books. Uh, uh, and I know the basic rules, and sometimes I open one of these books and I say, I'm going to become a better chess player. And so it says that this champion was playing this grandmaster, and he did this, and he did this, and the other guy did this, and the other guy did this. And sometimes I say to myself, I wish someone would explain to me why they're doing these things in particular. What is the plan that each one of them has? What is the reason? What is the motivation? Why? Because I don't really know what's going on. 
<laughs> because I don't really know uh, why uh, uh, each one of them is doing what they are doing. Yes, there were scribes, and yes, they copied the Word of God, and yes, they had memorized parts uh, uh, of it, but they were far from knowing the Scriptures as they should. Search the Scriptures. You think that in them you have eternal life. They testify of me. At the end of the chapter, he tells them, you think of yourselves as the follower of Moses, as the followers of Moses, I don't have to accuse you before uh, the Father. There is one, even Moses, who accuses you. If you really believed him, you would have believed me. Because he wrote of me. But if you don't believe him, then how will you believe me? Somehow, even having the scriptures, they were blind and deaf with regard to all that the scriptures contained which pointed to the person of, uh, uh, of Christ. Remember uh, uh, how the Lord Jesus on the road to Emmaus spoke to the uh, two disciples uh, who were walking that road. Luke chapter 24 and verse 25. Then he said unto them, O foolish ones and slow of heart to believe, all that the prophets have spoken, ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory. And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. Now the two disciples on the road to Emmaus did not know as much as they could have and should have known regarding the scriptures and how the scriptures pointed to the Lord Jesus Christ. But greatly important and should be mentioned, and in some sense, to their credit, they were willing to listen to the Lord Jesus. They were willing to hear. They were willing to uh, understand. The result of this blindness that we see in John chapter 5, the hard-heartedness of the leaders, you will not come to me, verse 40, that he might have life. You will not come to me that he might have life. Now, what I want to focus on in our remaining time. Verse 44. How can you believe who receive honor one from another and seek not the honor that comes from God only? How can you uh, believe? You might meet in this day and age people who are similar in some ways to the religious people of this time, to the leaders, to the priests, to the uh, elders. You might meet people in this day and age who will accept some things concerning the Lord Jesus that he came that he performed miracles. And some will even accept that he rose from the dead, which, of course, he did. But, even though some in our day and time 
will say that Jesus was a prophet, will say that he performed miracles, will say that he rose from the dead, some who say those things will not believe. Some who say those things will not uh, believe. Why will they not believe? Now, if you ask them, sometimes they will tell you. Different people might say this. I can't believe. I can't believe it. It's not up to me. Somehow, it is not in me. It sounds like trying to transfer responsibility to another person for something that should be up to me. Because when I say to Sister Renée, I can't believe you, it's not such an innocent statement. It means that I don't trust the person. I consider them dishonest or at least mistaken or possibly worse than that, a liar or a uh, deceiver. If I say I can't fly, I, I, I don't have wings. I have an inability to fly. There's this story about uh, an Egyptian commander, part of the Egyptian army in 1967, uh, when they were defeated by the enemy very decisively, بحرب السبعة وستين خسروا ضد العدو. And afterwards, there were inquiries by the Egyptian army. How come the enemy penetrated this line? How come the enemy overcame this position? And they brought one of the officers and they told him, how come you were the commanding officer? How come they defeated uh, 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 your regiment so easily in this sector? And uh, he said something like, there are three reasons. First, they attacked us very intensively. We defended and we called right away that we would need ammunition. Nobody brought us ammunition, so we ran out. This is the first reason. The second reason is, they told him, <laughs> You ran out of ammunition. That's it. You couldn't do it. You couldn't hold out. You couldn't defend. We understand now why you were defeated. You couldn't do it. But who says that we can't trust? Uh, that we uh, can't trust in the Lord Jesus uh, Christ? How can you believe who receive honor one from another and seek not the honor that comes from God only? Here, the Lord Jesus seems to be focusing on one particular thing that leads to Great difficulty at least. Or perhaps we should say inability to respond to the message of the gospel positively, to receive the witness of the Lord Jesus, to receive the salvation of the Lord Jesus. The fact that I am focused on what? On receiving honor from men. Alright? How can you believe who receive honor one of another and seek not the honor that comes from God. Receiving honor from man can make faith a difficult thing. Receiving honor from man can make faith a difficult thing.
the Romans used to have a certain custom. They would appoint a general to lead a certain army, go against a certain enemy in a certain part of their empire, to defeat that enemy, and much of the time they were successful, which is why they built an empire and it lasted for a long time. So, the general who led the army against the enemy, he would return to Rome, they'd have a huge parade for him. They'd have a huge celebration. And so many people would be there, cheering and shouting and musical instruments and so on. Of course, all of this honor going to the person, the general who led the campaign and defeated the enemy, all of that honor could do what? Could make a person's mind swell up with pride. And so they had a custom. Perhaps you've heard of it. Riding in the chariot with the victorious general in the midst of the parade and people shouting and so on. Riding with the general in the chariot, behind him there was a slave who held a laurel wreath. Aus min al-haj. Aj is a, what is it called? I'm not sure what, the, what, the, what it is in, uh, not haj, something else. Anyway, uh, a wreath above his head. And what was the slave supposed to do? He was supposed to hold the wreath above the head of the general, and as they rode in the chariot, people cheering, shouting, and the slave was supposed to say to him again and again, Remember, you are mortal. Zakkar, إنه أنت مش خالد, إنه أنت إنسان, إنه يوم الأيام أنت راح تموت. Remember that you are a mortal. Receiving praise from men can cloud my thinking. Make me think that I am such a nice fellow. I'm not really a, a, a sinner. And if I say to myself, I'm not really a sinner, someone comes like the Lord Jesus and he says, Sinners, come to me in repentance and faith. I'll give you life. And I say, it's for other people. It's not for me. It's not uh, for me. But the truth is that we are all sinners. And that we need to come to the Lord Jesus in humility. He is Lord. And we are guilty before him and condemned. And the salvation which he has accomplished for us. And which he presents to us. Is one which rightly brings glory to him. And not to man. Where is boasting? Romans chapter 3. It's excluded. When the iftikhar intafa. Ma'alu mahal. Iftikhar al-insan. Al-majd huwi lal-rab. Mish ana adami wa ana mneeh wa ana salih wa ana bhalis hali. I'm a fine guy. I'm okay. I have good works. I save myself. That's not reality. 
Reality is I am wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked, like the Lord said to the church of Laodicea. Shaqi wa ba'is wa hawriyan wa a'ma. And the glory of man needs to be what? It needs to be shut down. It needs to be shot down. God has purposed, if the Bible says, to stain the pride of all glory. And to bring into contempt the honorable of the earth that no man should glory in his presence, that according as it is written, he that glories, let him glory in the Lord. He gives grace to who? To the humble. He resists the proud, and he gives grace to the humble. I receive honor. I start to expect it. This is another thing. You receive honor one from another. And so what did they do? They liked to be called rabbi, master, Teacher in the marketplace. Oh, Rabbi! The greater the distance and the louder the voice, the more people would hear. And the more people would turn and see that here is a holy man. Here is a special man. After all, he is a Pharisee. Or a scribe. Or a priest. Or a member of the Sanhedrin. One of the customs of the time, they got little boxes and they put Bible verses in them and they tied those boxes on their forehead. And some people would make the box big to indicate that they were more holy. Another thing that they did in the hem of Zeph. Uh, uh, tobe, uh, especially, uh, not the shirt, the hem of the garment down uh, at the bottom. They would fold this over and they'd put Bible verses in it. So, some people have bigger hems. Alright? This is what the Lord Jesus uh, speaks of in, uh, 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 in uh, Matthew chapter uh, uh, 23. We expect this honor. Uh, after uh, a while. Oh, Haman was so angry. Even though he had been honored by the king and lifted up to a high position in the kingdom. Why? Because Mordecai would not bow down to him. He would not uh, bow down to him. The Lord Jesus says, Blessed are the poor in spirit. What did Abraham say concerning himself? I have taken it upon me to speak unto the Lord. I am but dust and ashes. أنا يلي رماد وطراب وغبار أخذت على نفسي أن أتكلم للرب. أخذت على نفسي أن أتكلم للرب. Job said, I had heard of you with the hearing of the ear. Now mine eye sees you. I abhor myself. And I repent in dust and uh, ashes. And ashes. The Lord Jesus said concerning uh, the righteous. Come ye blessed of my father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the, of the world. Because I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me uh, to drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. 
and other things as well. And they say, when did we do these things, Lord? We didn't do these things. Maybe if I were there in that situation, come ye blessed of my Father because you did this and you did this and you did this. Let me slip in. Maybe he won't notice that I didn't do those things. But in their honesty, they say, Lord, we didn't do these things. You're calling us to a kingdom and you're telling us that we fed you and that we gave you to drink and we took you in and we clothed you and you visited you, but we didn't do these things. And he says, yes, you did them. Because when you did them to one of these, the least of my brethren, you did them also to me. You ask for honor. You expect uh, uh, honor. Of course, this honor was undeserved. It was superficial. Uh, It was uh, on the uh, outside. Uh, The Lord Jesus uh, told them in Matthew uh, uh, 23 uh, uh, several things. He says, you pay tithes of the mint and the anise and the cumin, but ashru, buqul zghiri. You forget about righteousness and mercy and uh, faith. You may clean the outside of the cup. On the inside, it's full of uh, 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 ugliness uh, and uh, sin. Uh, uh, and sin. You build the tombs of the prophets and you say that if we had been in the days of our fathers, we would not have been partakers like they were in the blood of the uh, prophets. Not everyone who says unto me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of uh, heaven. If I believe, I'll have to set aside this honor, set aside this thinking, set aside this self-exaltation, set aside this seeking for, uh, uh, for uh, honor. Paul the Apostle was willing to do that. He said, I used to think that way. I used to have what confidence in my flesh. I was circumcised. I was of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin. Philippians chapter 3, a Hebrew of the Hebrews, Abranim and Abraniyin, touching the law of Pharisee concerning zeal, persecuting the church. And then I realized that all of this was garbage. That all of this was nothing. And that what I needed was not these things, honor from men. What I needed was the righteousness that comes from Christ. That is what uh, I needed. He was willing to leave the praise of men and turn to the truth of God. And the Bible tells us that the fear of man is a snare. And the Bible tells us of the rich young man who came to the Lord Jesus And ultimately, the Lord Jesus told him something like this. I'm generalizing a little bit. The Lord Jesus told told him, look, you want to follow me, you have to leave certain things. But he wasn't willing to leave them. But he wasn't willing to uh, leave them. The others who came and said, the Lord, I want to follow you, but I have to go back and bid farewell, take care of my father, all of that. Again, the Lord Jesus answered in the same way. You have to follow me. You have to be willing to leave, to leave certain uh, things. 
you seek honor from men. You think you deserve uh, uh, honor. You're not willing to come to the Lord Jesus in humility. Nebuchadnezzar had a high opinion of himself. Is not this Babylon the Great? I have built it with the might of my power. I have built it for the honor of my majesty. من أجل جلالي ومن أجل احترامي. The kingdom is departed from you. The voice from heaven said, "You'll be driven from among men. You will dwell with the beasts of the field." You will eat grass like an ox until you know that the Most High rules in the kingdom of men, and He gives it to whomsoever He will. I do not want to confess my sins. I am set in my ways. I am happy with myself and with the general course of my life. I have a routine I am fond of, a way of living that I am comfortable with. Things that are actually sinful, evil habits. But I don't see them as such. I don't understand the way things really are. This is the condemnation that light has come into the world and men loved darkness more than light because their deeds were uh, evil. The Bible says that we can't serve two masters. That we cannot serve God and money. And it's also true that we cannot serve God and honor from men. The two have an incompatibility. Adam in Sijem. We cannot serve God and honor uh, and serve honor from uh, men. Uh, from men. Now, what does the Lord Jesus uh, say? He says, "If your right hand stops you from entering the kingdom of heaven, if your right hand stops you from entering the kingdom of heaven." Then cut it off. And if your right eye stops you from entering the kingdom of heaven, then pluck it out. Now it is not your eye or your hand. This is a use of words that is figurative. And some people say, and I think it's an interesting way to look at things, the eye representing that which is dear to you. The hand representing that which is useful to you. But if something dear to me, near to me, useful to me, stands in the way of coming to the Lord Jesus Christ, then the right thing to do is to give it up. What shall it profit a man if he gain the whole world and lose his own soul? There are some people, let's say Sister Renée has hurt me, and I'm angry and resentful towards her. Someone comes and witnesses to me about the Lord Jesus Christ. I know it's right, and I know I should believe, but I know also that if I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, receive him as my Savior, that one of the things that I should do is that I should be willing to forgive her, and I don't want to forgive her. And because I want to hold on 
to my resentfulness. Then I do not come to the Lord Jesus Christ. And there are people who do that with regard to a whole variety of sins and uh, iniquities. All such things need to be uh, put away. Uh, Look at John chapter 12. uh, Sad statement. Uh, John chapter 12. uh, It says, uh, in verse 42, Nevertheless, among them chief rulers also believed on him, but because of the Pharisees, they did not confess him lest they should be put out of the synagogue. For they loved the praise of men more than the praise of God. More than the praise of God. They loved the praise of men more than the praise of God. How can you believe who receive honor one from another and you don't seek the honor that comes from God only. Matthew 11, end of the chapter, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will take you, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. If our Savior is meek and lowly, can we come to him with condescension. What is condescension in Arabic? Al-Fawqiyyi. Is Al-Masih. Wadi'ah wa mutawadah al-Qalb. Mafrood nijil ahandu bifawqiyyi? No. Come and learn of me. Come meekly and humbly. Ta'u bi wadi'ah wa bitawadah. The prodigal son coming back said to his father, Yes, things didn't go very well, but you know I'm still your son. And I'm not such a bad guy after all. This is not what he said. Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight. And I am no more worthy to be called your son. This is what he said. And the other one who did not go into the far country nevertheless had a very wrong spirit in his heart. I have worked so many years, and you've never been nice and kind to me. You've never appreciated what I did. You never gave me so much as a kid to celebrate with my friends. Because I deserve to be honored, and I deserve to be appreciated, and I, and I, and I, and I. And how can you believe when you receive honor, one from uh, another. Receive the honor that comes from God. Because the Bible tells us that we must humble ourselves under God's hand. But it says that he will exalt us in due time. The Bible says that if you follow me and serve me, Where I am, there my servant will be. And he who serves me, God will honor. He that honors me, I will honor. There is a true honor, a real honor, that comes from God and not from men. And not uh, from men.
beware the cheap substitutes. You know how sometimes there's a high-end product, some kind of very, very fancy watch. All right, let's say, uh, 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 let's say, someone was telling me, in these days you want to preserve the, uh, the value of your money, go and buy a Rolex. <laughs> and so you'll have an expensive watch, and then, you know, if the currency goes down the drain, you'll be able to sell the watch, and, you know, it preserves its value. But where there is a Rolex or whatever, all right, I'm not, I don't have a Rolex. Uh, where there is a Rolex, there's always someone who's doing what? Who's making a cheap substitute, all right? But they don't make it so that it's obviously not the real thing. They try to do what? They try to imitate as much as possible and make it look like, all right? There is true honor that comes from God. And there is fake honor that comes from man. If we want fake honor that comes from man, then the day will come when we stand before God and we will be ashamed and dishonored. Or we can say that I don't value and don't seek for the honor of men, and be willing to follow Jesus, take up our cross daily, face the ridicule and scorn from this world, and then when we stand before him, receive honor from the true source, from the real thing. Remember, Stephen, the heavens are open. I see Jesus spoken of in many passages as sitting at the right hand of God, but in that passage spoken of as standing, standing at the right hand of God. Seek the true honor that comes from God only. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for our Savior. We thank you for his workings in healing the man who was weak, who was impotent. The man by the pool of Bethsaida. Showing no regard for the thinking of men and the fact that that was a Sabbath day. Stating the truth clearly that he was the giver of life, the judge of all men, the one who worked even as the Father works, the one by whose word salvation would come. We thank you for the witnesses, for John the Baptist, for the works of Christ, for the Father, and for the Scriptures. And we pray that you'd help us to understand that we must humble ourselves before you, that we must realize that we are sinners and that in us dwells no good thing, that salvation comes from outside us, salvation comes from Christ, from his work on the cross, from the love, mercy, and grace of God 
We pray that you would help us to seek honor from the Lord and not from men. To remember that his words, well done thou good and faithful servant, that these are worse. Scorn and ridicule from many in this world that the sufferings of this world are not worthy to, com to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. We pray that you would keep us away from that mindset and attitude which seeks glory from men. Draw us unto you to trust you, to believe in you, to know your salvation, to follow you faithfully, and to know that your word is true, that he who honors me, I will honor. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you.